hello, hello. Welcome to another episode, fun-filled, wonderful episode of Sweet Release Healing's Roundtable. If you're looking for the after dark, it'll be posted after this <laughs> and it'll be fun as well, I'm sure. Today we have Kaylee, Carlene, and Jenny with Sharon and Morgan, our wonderful, amazing producers who I'm sure will be reminding us to stay focused on chat and <laughs> giving us wonderful <laughs> feedback behind the scenes, unless they want to unmute and have something to say or magically turn on their cameras, which they are welcome to do at any time. I'm Andrea Lovett with Sweet Release Healing. So tonight, ladies, we have interesting conversation. So yes, we were going to talk fourth dimensional beings, like your fairies, your gnomes, your dwarves, all that fun stuff. But then I was also thinking of past life memories and how those pop up like the Dickens out of nowhere when you're least expecting it. So let's start with the fourth dimensional beings. And you got to keep it classy. You got to keep it clean for the TikTok crew while we live stream on there for an hour. And then when we go to after dark, we can lose all of that and <laughs> move over to a less filtered version of ourselves. So fourth dimensional beings, I tend to call these children of Gaia. Yeah. I say it like that. I always see them as born from Gaia herself, not necessarily born from creator. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, I feel that they are a bit um, nature spirits. Like they all can be tied back to some form of nature or the other. Um, you know, you think of brownies and their little, um, and your garden gnomes and they all have that earth element to them, different forms, but they all have that earth aspect. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody tried to walk up and I didn't know what was going on. Okay. No. <laughs> Wait, you got distracted? No. This is why the official seal of Sweet Release Healing is going to be a squirrel. <laughs> like, while we're on the Earth connection, squirrel. <laughs> Welcome to my world. When I look at it, I feel exactly the same way because they're like Earth caretakers, but not, yes, Earth in third dimension, but Earth in fourth dimension, too. Yeah which was a weird freaking visual for me when I was like, Hey, can spirit help me out and help me understand like what this actually is. And the visual I got was like being in a forest and it was just regular old forest. You know what I mean? Like it's got dark spots and it smells a little wet and mildewy ish. You know what I mean? It has that musty ish smell to it. And it was almost like <clears throat> just earth, like, but a little danker. And then all of a sudden it was like a, a flip and I heard and felt like fourth dimension. And I was like, what the shit is this? And they were like fourth dimension earth. And I was like, that's the thing. And they were like, well, it, yeah, it exists in many dimensions. Again, you guys don't understand. You guys are nodding at me. And some of you are looking at me like, well, dadar. I don't 
no shit until I ask. <laughs> I stay really open. And it, it's less like on the other side of the veil and it's more on the other side of the, the mirror or the frosted mm-hmm. glass. Yeah, like so, a point. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like we interact with them, but in a very, through the, it's kind of like holding hands with an otter through the plexiglass. Mm -hmm. we can sort of see them we can definitely feel them sometimes we can hear them we get a little like pet of their murder paws but we don't really look they will eat your face off okay they're not as cute as they look (laughs) don't go pet otters they will eat you little little anyway so same same so actually that's really kind of funny because to me, the fae is equivalent of the otter. Oh, look, it's so cute as it just tears you to ribbons. So yeah. it's got that um, that fuck around and find out energy because we don't have the complete understanding of what this next space and dimension looks like. So what we may feel is malicious, which absolutely very well could be, right? Everybody's got a curious streak. All of your animals, I mean, crows can be little assholes too, right? So for me, it's that net, that level of um, trickery, but because we don't have the full understanding of it on our side, um, you know, you end up with these blown up folklores and these gigantic mythologies, which are beautiful and romantic, and I love them. Bring them to me. I want them all. So I kind of got the, uh, I asked this question of spirit and we went, we went down the rabbit hole of explanation like i have two pages of scribbles so the fourth dimension is parallel with ours like it's 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 right here we just can't perceive it so these fourth dimensional beings are literally right next to us they're just turned at an angle we can't see so it's when I asked what that looks like, they kind of gave me like if you were to take like a stick or something and then get one of those like squishy stress balls and then just kind of bend it around the stick. We can't see the bent around part. We can only see the part where it makes contact. If that makes sense at all. But that It does. It does. And, and so the other thing that I kind of got out of it was that fourth dimensional beings, we've seen them, we've been able to perceive them. We just thought they were something else. And they mentioned that like uh, alien beings are not actually from, they're not extraterrestrials. They're here and they've always been here. We just don't know how to explain that to someone who has never seen it, if that makes sense. And I thought that was really cool because, honestly, it made my brain explode a little bit. And then they also, we, we also went further and, like, they mentioned how, like, extraterrestrials will travel is they use the same concept, but it's more clunky. They said some species, it's more clunky, but it's essentially how they explain the folding of time or folding of space, but it's, yeah. it's not. They just kind of 
scoot sideways and then go past. If that, I don't know how to explain it. It made sense in my brain when they were telling me this, but like, I don't know. Okay, I'm done. I think it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. When I to understand what the fourth dimension was like, it was like, it was like they just took this and there was like a, a flip feeling. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I was somewhere separate, but that dank, dark forest I was in was suddenly like, you know, like sunrise and sun sunset light. That's like that golden-y and it filters through the trees and it's super romantic and kind of a little foggy. And then there was like these little moats everywhere and everything was peaceful and there were no humans. I got the feeling of things walking, but they were, everything was peaceful. Everything was in balance and in harmony. And they were telling me, like what you were saying, Kaylee, about not being able to perceive, that's why we never feel alone in the forest and we feel like we're being watched. Yeah. Because yeah. I asked about that one too. I was like, same, same, same. I was like, well, what is that then? Like, the fuck is happening? And they showed me like the impression of this fairy that looked like it could make sharp teeth if it wanted to, but it looked very much like tree bark. And like it was peering around the tree that it was taking care of and looking at me like, don't you fucking litter. Don't you fucking litter. Don't you litter here. Make sure you walk lightly through this forest. And I sincerely was like, bro, you got no worries from me. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of have to wonder, I understand that um, we live in the same plane as uh, current nature here, but it's almost like the perspective of us um, versus a snake or us versus what we perceive as a less intellectual um, animal. And, and so there, think about how very rarely we interact. There's traces of humanity all around, uh, but for the animal, for things like snakes, which don't really interact a whole bunch, they only see bits and pieces and very rarely see a human itself. So I, I've always wondered if that's kind of close or just completely off base. I mean, I think it fits. I think it's a good analogy. I always get the, like, when I tune into it, I get the feeling of, like, they all have their own little job, their own little, you know, part to play. Um, And my thoughts automatically go to how people fear them so much. And um, so I went down the rabbit hole of like, okay, how much of that is actually like folktale, just meant to scare people, control the population kind of thing um, versus truth. Because I was like, at some point, when you look through folklore and everything, at some point, we had to have been somewhat cohesive because otherwise um so i get brought back to um like celtic traditions and stuff how they leave a bowl of milk out on the uh windowsill or like leave little trinkets and stuff so like how would they know that that's what they like how how i don't know i went down the rabbit hole of like how at what point were we cohesive to fire and brimstone be be fearful of them in general is it fear or did it start out as fear or did it start as out as respect 
Did we leave the bowl for blessings? Did we leave the milk and honey and mead um, as gratitude for finding of lost things? I found my ring. And so I left a tiny piece of candy in the office for whatever, whatever found it for me. Um, and, and then respect turns into fear or is weaponized into fear, obviously for control. Like you said, the boogeyman there, what are the chances of, um, you know, there being a universal spirit under the bed versus mom just needs five minutes. If you get out of bed, he will eat you alive. Don't get out of bed. Like, I just need a break. Go in there. So. It's like mommy and daddy need alone time or mommy needs alone time. So don't you dare get out of bed. Brownies are going to get you. Exactly. Well, then that makes me think of Krampus. (laughs) Oh. Which I didn't know was a thing until that silly horror movie came out. And then I started looking it up. And it is the consequence of naughty behavior. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. with nature, there are consequences. So if spirit is comes from a place of love, nature doesn't doesn't to me nature doesn't play by that rule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are consequences to your actions. There is a status quo that that is maintained, um, and so Santa and Krampus are are great examples. Um, and like like. Um, Andrea said the littering in the forest. Okay, you can do it, but there are, I mean, there are constantly. I drew a rain turtle in the yard because I needed rain and now it's thundering. That's thunder? I drew two of <laughs> Apparently, we only needed one. Sorry. I heard that. <laughs> Overdid it. I heard that. <laughs> um so the chat is going freaking crazy right now is anybody seeing this Mm -hmm. so morgan's talking about i hate how this chat (laughs) morgan's talking about how her parents just tied a string to scare her into staying home (laughs) from her door to the other door like, what the shit is that? Oh, you mean at the end of the teaching hours? <laughs> that is so for the recording um what morgan said was they would tie um a the doors but her door opened inward and so they tie a string from this doorknob to that doorknob so she couldn't open the door so she couldn't come wander around downstairs after bedtime Um, and sharon said honey that's not normal and morgan's response was so scaring children into the bed, telling them that they're going to be eaten alive is normal. Um, and so what's funny is Andrea said this uh, last week sometime, just because it's 
common doesn't mean it's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna flip that script and we're gonna change the definition of normal. Like normal mm -hmm. is people all have gifts. Abnormal is the active avoidance of gifts. That's like saying. I can't, I can't check to see if this water's hot because I refuse to acknowledge my sense of touch. It's fucking weird. But anyhow, back to what we were talking about before we sidetracked again. See, y'all blame me for squirrels, but look, the squirrels are contagious, running amok, and clearly having a party. We're having fun with the squirrels. <laughs> okay, but this kind of, so my, my next question wants to be, um, it following up on, on both Kaylee and Carlene, and it jumps um, into the other topic is, do we have experience with these in past lives? Uh, I yes, I, yeah. I, I do for sure. Mm -hmm. It's the understanding of you need to respect where you live because you are part of something bigger than you know. And I love what, um, I, I think it was Kaylee who was saying, they're here, they've always been here, but we just can't perceive them because we are, this is what goes back to this experiment I once saw of kittens. They had kittens in a room where I want to say that they only had vertical lines. They did not have horizontal lines. And when they took the kittens out of the room, they could not perceive the horizontal lines because their eyes grew up trained to only see vertical lines. And I'm paraphrasing this study, but I thought it was, first of all, cruel, but secondly, fascinating. Our eyes perceive a ton more than our brains allow us to be aware of and recognize. So that's why when we're in the forest, we don't feel alone. We can sometimes feel very connected. We feel like at home there, very safe. Sometimes we feel fearful and it can be the same place just at different times. And we, like we were saying, scientists will put it down to, and I, not all scientists, not all scientists will put it down to, well, there's an animal in the vicinity and somehow you picked up on that in one way, shape or form in you know your different senses, you smelled it or whatever it is. They never say, anything about energy and being able to pick up on actual energy of a space that you're in. There's been times where I've walked into a forest and felt welcomed, walk in the same forest and felt warned. Hey, and it can That's, be within the span of like you said of three steps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's happened a lot where you'll all of a sudden you get to a part of the forest and you're like, I don't need to be here. Yep. Let me, let me turn right around. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know where I was going, but it wasn't this way. Thank you and excuse me. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of like the, so it's the uh, mantis shrimp. Yeah. So the mantis shrimp. The mantis shrimp has the ability to see more spectrums of light than anything else on this planet. And you take the mantis shrimp and let's say like a dog where they only have limited cones and rods and they can only see certain colors and most of it's like black and white we are the dog we cannot see it with our eyes i mean if if the fourth dimensional being decides to 
turn from this to this, then we can see it. I, I keep getting like the, uh, it's like a crack in the door. And like, you have to like, everything is like going on behind the crack in the door. Like you can perceive that light. We have the capability to do that. Just not with our human bodies. Yeah. And the crack in the door is our connection with spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But we can eventually do it with our bodies. It's not, yes. it's not a static thing. This is where using your gifts, actively meditating and changing what your brain structure and chemistry is, comes into play. Regardless of how you meditate, who fucking cares? But what it comes down to is actively changing the way that you experience the world around you to allow greater perception and awareness. So you will then see more. And it reminds me, like along this, the conversation of the mantis shrimp, shrimp and the dog and, you know, insects and everything. Imagine an insect coming into your home. It doesn't know it's in a home. All it right. just knows it's exploring territory that's here. It just well, knows it's right here. Like, okay, so I have a big house project that I'm taking care of. I'm ripping the ceilings, plural, out of my kitchen because there are three ceilings in my kitchen. For what reason? I don't know. Digress. I have pulled off one ceiling so far. <laughs> Wish me luck with the rest. I saw a little, you know, one of those little silver fish. In, all over my house. It, it, it was so funny for me because he was in the secondary ceiling and I was looking at him like, what are you doing there, buddy? And it didn't phase me or bug me. But then I thought to myself, that dude is just living his best life in the secondary ceiling. He has no idea that he's in a big house. All he knows is that he's just here. He loves it here. He's probably raised here. This is where he's learned to grow up and he's had his best years here. <laughs> in this existence but the same goes for us we just know what we know and what has been passed down to us so as we keep doing the work to stop breathe expand our awareness and understand ourselves we're understanding how we fit into the greater scheme of things i remember like one of the first times i actually listened to spirit and was like fine i'll fucking meditate fine oh my god i will fucking meditate and i actually sat there for like a half an hour closed my eyes all of it and they were like we're gonna take you on a trip and i was like fantastic let's go with the trip without the fun stuff so here we went it was one of the last times i've ever been able to meditate without being super nauseous by the way and i saw huge perspectives and they just moved me through this whole big plane of existence. And I thought, this is super cool, but I can't unsee that now. I can't unknow where I am in the house of existence. And to, for, that feels like a blessing, um, like a gift. And I'm sure that the other side of that is, is very much can be not so much, but to be gifted with that sight uh, is incredible. And it I'm does, sure. and it takes um, getting our head out of 
our tiny little circle. So things like putting your phone down and getting sunshine in your eyeballs in the morning and taking space to be calm, quiet with no stimuli. Like my 16 year old nephew can't take a shower without his phone on. He can't hear it, but Lord knows we all can. Um, creating that space to reacclimate to the world around us. Um, I'm guilty of not doing it. That's pretty cool, Andrea. That's pretty awesome. I agree. I was super thankful for the experience. It did a whole lot of things for me, including <laughs> getting me out of my current perspective, allowing me to see more. And honestly, truly, it made me let go of like those last bits of human resistance of helping others actually stepping into spirituality and not doing like the one foot in one foot out bullshit, which I did for a very long time. Like my entire twenties, I was like one foot in one foot out. Like, man, you know, I don't want to do that, but I do want to do that, but it's not going anywhere. And I don't want to do that. And I said, I don't want to do that. And they were like, fuck you. I don't care. They did it anyhow. They were like, no, you don't have the luxury of not doing this. So it got quieter for me, but it never stopped. And then they were like, sit your butt down and meditate. And I was like, oh, this is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> now I so, what are your thoughts on um, fourth dimensional DNA? Um, human oh, so, so fourth dimensional. Oh, okay. I love so, this. Like, yeah, I so like you. I'm pissed that I'm not a mermaid because there are spaces in which I feel absolutely at home. Um, mm -hmm. Not all of them. And so there's, you know, part of my belief system is there is no doubt that there is part Faye DNA running around here, part fourth dimensional being in here somewhere. Yeah. I know for yeah. sure. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Well, that depends on which species of mermaid you are too. Are you on the are you from the creative species that's created from human and fish consciousness put together by the Atlanteans or are you other world other dimension? Look at if you guys could see Sharon's face on the recording right now, it would be freaking beautiful. She looks a little like this. She's doing a lot of blinking and a lot of, excuse me, ma'am, like, why did you bury the lead on this? And I'm thinking, I have videos on this on TikTok. <laughs> I haven't talked about it in a while because nobody's asked me to. And I get confused on things. Look at her. I wish everybody who was listening to this and seeing the recording could see how her hands are going like this at me right now. But I digress. Squirrel. So Sharon is reminding me that she is pushing me to do the Uncommon Beings of the Entourage workshop. Um, and yes, I will be doing that again this year. I believe it's already on the website. Yes, we will do that. <laughs> we will look at Yes, ma'am. And again, after that, we will look at we will look at the different beings. But Jenny, that comes down to which DNA you share with them. Because I've seen three different types over the years. And every once in a while, someone comes in and goes through a past life reading and I'll see them there. And I have this one client who comes back again and again and again, and she's, her species is really fucking cool. Like they showed the active, the active pathway that their DNA took to go from land dweller to water dweller. And they, cause she had all these questions and I was like, well, let's just fucking ask one question at a time. Let's do it. So 
depending on where your DNA is from is what it's going to look like and sparkle to me, especially in the fourth dimension. I love, first of all, I love looking at DNA. Human DNA is fucking beautiful. It's so cool. It's got this like lattice work of like this deep silvery blue color for me every time. It's industrial looking and it's so cool to see the DNA double helix. And then packed inside of that is blue and silver sparkly shinies. I'm like bouncing right now. Blue and silver sparkly shinies in like what looks like a matrix. And some of it's moving more like it's in plasma and some of it's going really, really fast, like it's zipping and zipping. And you can constantly see that some things like go brighter and some go out and they just move and shift and change in the static latticework of the human DNA double helix. Whereas like the human DNA is like steady. It's the framework. It's the lattice work. It holds it strong. And then everything zips inside of it and then moves slow. And there's all this movement and beautifulness. It's just packed with information. You can see it's like a computer information highway. Like it's like your favorite sci-fi movie about, <laughs> about how you, how inside of a computer works, whatever. <laughs> And when I, yes, I was thinking Tron and then I was like, well, my nerd is going to show really deeply because like sidebar, did I get in a conversation last night for like hours about the Marvel Spider-Man verse? Yes, I did. Did I enjoy it and laugh a whole lot? Fuck yes, I did. It was so great. Love hanging out with other nerds. So anyhow, one of the things that I love about fourth dimensional DNA is the lack of that framework as a containment unit it's there and it's acknowledged but it starts to flow outside of it too so the, and when you do your dna test there's you know some people have four and five percent of unknown dna um, mm -hmm. and they recently uh, there was an article within the last 12 months that said they finally figured out how to decode the last four percent of human dna yeah, like I want to know. Will they will they tell us? Probably not. That may be my tinfoil hat, but I mean, I don't know how you could come out and go. Well, we decoded it, except me. I can tell you. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, if I tell you, everybody's brain will explode. Um, today, not so much, but it's and so when you're talking about it it's sparking and it fading um that makes me think of epigenetics right the mm -hmm. food that we eat the stimuli we receive um the meditation we do will flip those um gene expressions on and off so it plays it's that both it's both sides of the same point i saw something recently that said duality um at the end of the day is just uh, a singular experience mm-hmm Agreed. I don't agree or believe in the concept of duality as two separate existences. It's the intermingling of two different things that we would perceive as opposites, but are actually flowing in harmony together. Like if we look at magnets, technically two magnets exist in duality because depending on how you turn one of them, it's either going to attract or repel, but they're still magnets. You can turn yeah. this one or you can turn this one and something interesting and new happens, which the Arcturians are going to love that part of the conversation, by the way. All the Arcturians are going to be like, magnets, yes, <laughs> light up. They love it. 
You want to talk human consciousness, all the Pleiadians get excited. You want to talk about meditation, what compassion does and control of regulatory emotions, and all the reptilians are going to get wicked excited. Everybody's going to perk up and have like the confirmation chills at different parts in these conversation. But did you know that? So like, I want to say it was like 10 years ago now, because time does not pass right for me. So I could be like, oh, it was last month. But really, I know it was years ago. We were still, I think Barack Obama was in presidency. So that had to be at least 10 years ago. Right? I don't know. Anyhow, I don't, again, time, not my friend. So (laughs) they were decoding DNA, the human DNA genome. And they were, scientists were saying like, there's a whole bunch of DNA here that's just like junk DNA. Like we just don't use it. It's junk. And they ended up sending that out to different groups all over the world to work in conjunction with each other on the human genome product. It was a bunch of uh, Russian literary poets, I want to say, literature, poet kind of people. And they said, that's not junk. That's knowledge. I love a collaborative perspective. Me too. And I think we need to do that more often. If Mm -hmm. we keep viewing different aspects of physical and non-physical human information, well, Gaia information, anything here, we're only ever going to get that perspective. It's, it goes down to, um, you know what it also reminds me of? So I remember finding this absolutely fascinating and like getting like confirmation tingles and make me want to cry because I was so excited is they were trying to solve, and I, I really want to say it was a virus problem with an HIV cure. And they gave it out. They were like, okay, we have this problem. We have this virus. We have a way to to stop the virus in its tracks, but we don't have the way, like we, we can't find the delivery system. So they encoded it into like almost a game where they said, here are the parameters you need to function in. This is how this works. This is how this piece works. So like, here's how the virus works. And this is how it reacts and responds that we know of today. And here's the cure that we know how this is supposed to react and respond. We know what it's capable of doing. They sent it out all over the world and finally said, all the scientists finally gave up and were like, fine, you guys try. It was a bunch of gamers who solved it. Yeah. And I love that. I got chills like all over my body. Same. That is the fourth dimensional work, earth at work. So we talk about fourth dimensional beings. That's fourth dimensional earth at work is bringing knowledge out to all of these beautiful different groups that function in beautiful different ways and utilizing all those different intelligences of that interconnected fourth dimensional DNA of information, which is why it's not held inside that lattice work. It spreads out of it because it's for connecting. It's, oh, I'm going to start bouncing. <laughs> I love this. I love spirit. This is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that. Me too. I'm totally here for humanity working together like that. It doesn't make any sense to gatekeep or pigeonhole or try to hold back information. 
Fourth Dimensional Earth, one of the things I love about visiting Fourth Dimensional Earth and going and talking to gnomes and elves and fairies and like even dragons hanging out there and all these different beautiful beings that we are not usually aware of is the fact that they all know each other and seem to be telepathically connected. They understand each other through feeling and emotion and thought. They link together. And there will be times where they're like, I don't know that, but this one knows that. And I can tell you what they say, but wouldn't it be better if you went to them? And we can pick up on that when, as that's flowing back and forth and we walk in the way of, of the messages. We pick little bits and pieces because we just happen to be in the space of transmission. Um, yeah. I love that you just said that. Be in the space of transmission. We just happen to be in the space of transmission. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Frequency. I don't know if it, it's if it's being in this space or if it's just being in the right. I love watching her channel as she's trying to talk. This is the best. <laughs> uh, like uh, the right headspace for that frequency to flow in yeah you, you mm -hmm. just, there's it, I, I get like um like uh like lines i mm -hmm. would be like lines and like you're walking through and your head is already geared to hear that and it just takes you walking through that 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 line to get that would explain like people that aren't like as in touch with spirit will go and like fuck up the forest and not blink an eye at it whereas like those of us that are spiritually inclined in touch with spirit like we know better like we're we automatically just sense that like this needs to be respected mm-hmm and that's the thing. I like saying why, obviously. We we know that why is my favorite question. So when I hear that, you, we, you, this space needs to be respected. Why? Why does this space need to be respected as opposed to other spaces? Is it more important than other spaces? And I always hear, no, it's not more important than other spaces. But it's depending on who I'm talking to, often I'll get the, but the other space is fucked up. Yeah. We need to, and then they'll show me like a city. Mm -hmm. like and, mm -hmm. and a lot of times because it's mine because this is my home right like yeah i don't come into your house and throw toilet paper all over the place don't do that yeah. to me mm -hmm. that, that was the other thing i kept getting when i was um i was wanting to know i'm like okay do they actually like mess people up and they were like well yeah they can they were like but it's more of a like if you don't mess with me and my stuff i won't mess with you and your stuff kind of situation some people don't abide by that and that's fuck around and find out enjoy the sacred spaces um the um the fairy hills in scotland it's very you know 
the, the tour guides will tell you, um, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but memories. Um, mm -hmm. And so they'll, in the, the circles, um, they'll drop little trinkets in the middle of it and you, you don't take anything and you hear these stories of people who'll pick up a, a mushroom or a rock or whatever and they take it off with them and they have this horrible, terrible bad luck. And it's, is it placebo effect? Is it real? I'm not really quite sure, but it's the space of like, you know, I didn't say you could steal that. So where we have a $500 fine and overnight in jail, you know, what is the consequence of taking something out of someone's home, some things home without permission? It's theft. And theft yes. is not taken lightly. It doesn't matter if it's by a multidimensional being or a singularly dimensional body with a multidimensional being in it. it doesn't matter. The ramifications yeah. are, it's not like a tit for tat and it's not like specifically a warning, but it very much is like karma. If you're not going to listen to the boundaries of others, be prepared for your boundaries to not be listened to as well. It's, it's that you bring back to you what you are telling people you want. People, universe, beings, whatever. If you're not willing to respect it, they're going to show you why you should respect it. Yeah. And it, I keep seeing portals or, or hearing the word portals. So Kaylee was talking about like a pen on a piece of paper. If we're the flat piece of paper and the fourth dimensional being is the pen, all we see is the dot on the paper. Like we can't see the pen, the whole pen hanging above it. It's not until the pen shifts in any any direction. It doesn't have to be a lot, just a teeny tiny bit. We change the angle. We can see a little bit more of the perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so I think of dryads and nymphs where their portals are the trees. We think about fairy circles. Um, you know, you think about brownie holes in the, I have an infestation of brownies at my house. And so I just keep giving them things that I don't mind them stealing because I don't need my good stuff to go haywire. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you, I'm going to send up to your house. No. Uh, Sharon shaking her head real big, like, um, but you know, so how do they, how do they interact within our world? There's been a couple questions, uh, kind of flow through earlier in TikTok as well. And it's that being able to slip through portals, just like I can walk through a door. We have to wait for the door to be open for the bug or the bird to get in the house. Mm. Mm -hmm. Courtney on TikTok said, don't give them clothes. <laughs> <laughs> if they will clean my house, they can have all the clothes I own. <laughs> You know, this brings me back to something weird, and I would like everybody's perspective on it because we often know, okay, am I a powerful psychic? Yes. I'm not negating that, so don't jump down my throat, but I miss the trees for the forest quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I often miss the details of things because I'm looking up at spirit and I'm missing a lot of the things on the human realm, even the fourth dimensional human realm. Part of me is like, is this what shit keeps going missing in my house all the time? And then I got a giggle as you were saying that about things going missing. I was like, fuck, I didn't even look to think that because my perspective is going straight to spirit, straight to off-worlders and my guys and being like, where are the scissors? 
in their like left side drawer. I'm like, cool. I definitely put them in the right drawer. So that's fun that they got here. And I think, well, I live in a house where kids seem to just multiply and just keep moving in. So I'm like, I always put it down to the kids and now I'm hearing giggles again. I'm hearing more and more giggles because, and now I'm thinking to myself, how many times have I said to the kids, I need you guys to put things back where you got them from. And I'm frustrated because I'm a Libra. So I like organization quite a bit. If the scissors go in the junk drawer, then they go in the fucking junk drawer. I don't care that there's 5 million pens in there. The scissors go with goddamn pens in the junk drawer. And yeah, I'm hearing more giggles now. It doesn't occur to me to think that there's any other being in the house that needs appeasing. And I just heard, I just got the impression because you didn't ask. That's so me in my house though. <laughs> Sharon has said she's been in my house and there's shit in there. Well, that's true. Sharon does pay attention to things like that. I, whereas I don't, I'm always floaty. Yeah. I always yeah. put on the kids so their little the things on and they don't <laughs> always but then I look back and that's happened to me my entire life though just unexplained I'm 100% sure that light was off and I come back later and the light's on and I'm like all right Yeah, then we get mad and we're like, the fuck, shut off the fucking lights. Electricity's not cheap. Yeah. And I have to live in capitalism. They don't take goodwill. <laughs> I saw something in the very beginning. This is probably late 2020. That if you want to find out what um, nature spirits you have around the house, you put out a small bell, a small jewel, little sparkly something, um, a sweet something, not chocolate. And there was a fourth item. I don't remember what the fourth item was. But oh my God, the I was, Yeah, the, <laughs> the Faye need bells. The Faye want bells. Um, the brownies like the jewelry. The uh, I have it written down. I'll have to I'll have to make a TikTok about it. Um, Please. You leave it out and see what goes missing first. If they all go missing, then it was the brownie. Um, but you see which ones go missing, um, and it gives you some insight into, you know, what nature spirits you have in and around your house. I'm gonna have to do that. I'll find it. I have it written down in my um, in my book. Especially when I move, because I I want to set a precedent of like I'm I'm respecting you. You respect me, okay? <laughs> Carlene's gonna be 20 minutes away from me in August, and it is the this area is just not it's not ready. I'm so excited. I know. So I have a question though. So did the did like the Fae and all of that exist before? Or they just appeared to humans? Like essentially are they like uh collective brain creature that humanity came up with and then manifested into a physical reality or were they I was here the appeared to humans and then I like, dude guess what I saw and then it <laughs> brought 
<laughs> out of hand because this person told this person and then this person told this person. And then it spread throughout cultures because you kind of have all of these, you have like stories of Fae, just not necessarily the same thing or description. They, they vary between cultures, but you know, there were separations of cultures. So at some point, either they all experienced it at once or they experienced that creature. I think that it's both. Yes, both. Joseph Campbell um, speaks to um, mythology in that sense that did information spread from um, Egypt to, you know, from the Egyptian culture to the Aztec culture, or did humanity separated evolve in enlightenment around the same time frame? Um, so yes, and. Yes, because if they're nature spirits, the nature in Norway is completely different than the nature in Ireland, which is completely different than the nature in South Louisiana. And also, um, Slender Man wasn't part of the lexicon until it was, and enough mental energy has gone into it as a being that it's been given life. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, in like saying that, form. yeah, in saying that, it only takes 1% of 1% of the population to share a belief system for that belief system to start manifesting into reality, to become a reality. A lot of people say that about everything that we experience, including the current global crisis, that so many people believe that like, Let's just say global warming. Global warming is an absolute reality, but let's just say it this way. So many people say that global warming is a big catastrophic event that Gaia herself has to bend to the will of humanity and make it a big catastrophic event. Whereas realistically, she knows how to clean and clear herself. She can do this on her own if we would get out of her way. That doesn't mean that humanity needs to croak, just that humanity needs to start holding her in a higher light and believe more and better of her. Yeah. And then make adjustments and changes in that awareness. It's a weird and slippery slope. How many things are we bringing into fruition and creation on this plane of existence that does or does not exist in other planes? Like in the case of Slenderman, maybe, maybe Slenderman is a fifth dimensional being. He's just bored and humanity was like, bro, why don't you come hang out and party with us? And now here we go. Bunch of people. <laughs> he goes, Watch this gives a writer an idea. And now what we did is we gave him enough energy to pull him from his dimension through a portal into ours. Yeah. Like the boogeyman, the boogeyman and Slenderman were having a beer and the boogeyman was like, you're not even going to believe what I did to that race of people. And Slender Man was like, hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah. I could see that being the scenario too. So do we have a better perspective of them um, in our sleep, uh, in dreams? Um, so if we travel dimensions, are we able to travel um, 
through like through levels as well like do we have a can we peek through the crack in the door better um well, our, our brainy brain our isn't in the way when we're sleeping yeah. so yeah. yeah shut up and then then we're able to tune into whatever frequency we want I, i'm gonna say frequency energy uh but we're able to tune into whatever we want at that point because we are not limited by the logic side of the human brain we're able to hear more it's like we take the the cotton balls out of our ears but with our brain yeah <laughs> So then I want to know how many were like, like that humans caught a glimpse of, right? And then just over time, as stories were passed down or whatever, like, did it just split off a whole new race to fit what the humans now believe it to be? And the other one still kind of is doing its thing? Or did it just completely evolve? I have the same question but like with protections. So like who the fuck decided that milk and honey was for a certain species and like that would keep them at bay? Did we, did like, yeah. Like did we create that idea? It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when you ask that process of elimination based on what humans liked, what they found in reverence, what they found exciting and good and went with. And if you think about it, milk and honey was like the food of the gods. It was something that you gave those and yourself that you cherished. It was held in the highest honor of the land of milk and honey. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I don't feel I heard everything is in existence all the time I saw um, a switch and a mole and a um, sort of like this face turned and then presented that face over here and then turned and presented this image over here so what I would see um, is going to be different than what Kaylee sees based on her experience and perception. Mm -hmm. Just like the rock troll in Norway is different than um, the little folk in um, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Still there. Just like those all over the planet or those um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um Groups of people who kind of have always been on that land are like the earliest people. Indigenous. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. That was really for my brainy brain for a second. Mm -hmm. They kept saying original peoples. And I was like, I know what you're saying, but it goes deeper. than that. They were like the original peoples, like the story of the seven sisters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The seven sisters who came from Pleiadia to land on this planet, to impart their DNA to humanity and gave it to all of those different indigenous beings all over the planet now 
the funny thing about the internet is they didn't know that they shared that creation myth in until Facebook, I think it was created. And the myths started to be shared by the younger groups of those peoples. Um, every one of them see, saw it a little different, but it still existed. Just like we have fairies and leprechauns in Ireland. And then we have, um, I'm losing my words like crazy today. Great time for me to lose my words is during a podcast. Awesome. But we have um, all kinds of different beings. They're slightly different in Scotland. They're slightly different in England. They're slightly different in Wales. We have one huge, beautiful group of countries that all see things slightly different, but nobody's debating their existence, mm -hmm. only the name and how to appease them. No, there's an, the, one of my most favorite things about modern um, fourth dimensional lore is there is an entire motorway uh, exit ramp in Ireland stopped dead in its tracks because of fairy trees in the way. Because they brought in an architect not from Ireland to decide to design the motorway um, and completely disregarded the fact that this Rowan tree is hanging out right there. And an entire motorway had to be rerouted because absolutely no one is fucking with that in the year of our Lord 2010. So we're doing it. <laughs> and I love that. Like, that is the kind of dedication to my belief system I need in my life. Sharon was asking. Oh, I'm sorry, Kaylee. Please continue. Uh, so I was also going to add to that. So how like different groups of people will have a different experience of the same creature. Unicorns. <laughs> mm -hmm. Unicorns are like we've we've got record of them depicting a one horned creature. Clear back to Mesopotamia. That's 26,000 BCE. That's, and, and we have like, uh, th it's different names like Kyrin in uh, um, China and Korea, they have one. The Karkadin of the um, like Afghanistan area. And then we have like the unicorn of the medieval times. However, their perception of these, like the Karkadin of the Afghanistan area, was aggressive and awful. Not graceful, not cute. And like in the European version of it, they even have, um, I couldn't find any more on it, so I didn't get all the full picture, but the Native Americans the indigenous had um, a form of the unicorn too. And I could not find any more information on it. So if anybody knows, please let me know because I love unicorn stuff. Um, but yeah, it's the different perspectives. And when I asked what a unicorn was, they told me it is pure light. <laughs> no, that's very, that's, I wanted to ask more, but I had to leave. Really work. Time is such bullshit. 
I it is it really is, but yeah, the different perspectives and different uh, manifestations of these. Let's just move on. Anyways, okay. So I mean, that just goes to show that we, because that is the understood perspective from as much written history um, as we have of of unicorn. So it's really interesting that that is the consistent message throughout time and space. Which goes to show that humanity can be tuned in when we want to be. We can pick up the message when we want to be. And that consistency validates the, the pure light. So if that's the case, then if we apply an if-then, if that is the case with a unicorn, then wouldn't it be the case with all the other ones? Is, is, is that enough proof um, to apply that blanket statement across the board? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I completely and utterly agree. It goes back to something I saw not long ago that I was like, oh, now that's the stuff. Some people call it vibes, some call it prayers, some call it thoughts, some call it energy, some call it just sending light. They're not debating that it exists. They're debating the name and how it works. This is why yeah, spirit doesn't use names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why spirit doesn't use names. For the amount of people out there who are like, what are my spirit guides' names? Tom, Dick, and Harry. Who fucking cares? They are known by light, by the sound that their light makes, by the frequency made. If you need a name, cool. It's going to help you feel better. Pick one. Go with it. Absolutely. <laughs> cat demon dude cares demon cat dude it's demon yeah. cat dude demon cat dude demon so cat dude. um sharon asked, sharon asked have you noticed how um it's the u.s that denies the existence of these beings mm -hmm. and that absolutely makes sense if you think about um the this is uh not a popular opinion the religious radicalism and the political radicalism if you take it into perspective mm -hmm. in a global situation. If you take the radicalism of um, the founding peoples into account, mm -hmm. absolutely. There's no room for the fairy tales. There's no room for no. individual alone thinking. Mm -hmm. Correct. There's no room for you to have access to your intuition. There's no room for you to listen to spirit and do the higher things because everything is based on rules, government, control the population because yeah. they felt like they had a population that they needed to control for whatever reason, which brings me to a point I keep coming up to in the shower for two days now, two showers, no, sorry, three showers, two days, no, two showers, one bath. <laughs> sounds like a, that sounds like a bad video. <laughs> two showers, one bath. <laughs> that sounds bad. Sorry. It's not dirty. I promise. It's actually meant to clean me. Surprisingly. Uh -huh. Ah, it's clean. You see what I did there? Dad jokes for the win. So I've been hearing this a lot lately because I keep asking spirit. I'm like, you know, we have people who are polluting the environment in, at an insane level. These, it, we have 10 people who are the top contributors and it's only these 10 companies. What the fuck is going on with this? Like, don't they realize? And what I keep hearing Oh, they're reminding me they did bring this while I was driving too. That's valid. It doesn't, they don't care. It doesn't stop them because they know what they're doing. They know they're harming people. 
they don't care because they're devoid of spirit. They know they're harming the environment. They don't care because they have internally shut this off on purpose. They were once connected to the earth. They don't care. So what do they care about? It's not necessarily money. It's what the money brings. Luxury. That they can buy islands if they want to. They can buy people if they want to. That nothing in this life is barred from them because money's power but they also know that this the way that they are going is they're not here for the long haul no they're here for a good time not a long time exactly they don't care they don't even care about their grandkids being affected by this and their children being affected by it some of no. them feel like they've taken proper precautions to give their children and their children's children what they need but they don't care no, and they're buying up family farmlands, not doing a damn thing with them and for the tax credits, for the um, carbon credits, so they can continue doing what they want to do, gaslighting the rest of the globe and shifting the responsibility of my stupid yogurt cup is going to be the thing that saves the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yet they keep pumping pollutions and over farming and over scraping our land they don't fucking care they are devoid of that spiritual connection and i'm telling you people like us are their worst nightmare yep we are a threat to them so it makes sense that if we the free thinkers who stop are connected give precedence and care to the earth and people around us and ourselves stop and actually listen to spirit take spiritual advice and move freely through the world with it just spreading light making that you know light is contagious making the world better simply by being who we are and encouraging other people to do the same thing through our example through our just life lived teachings yeah they were free exactly they want us squashed because that goes against their plans of no 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 you need to have the new phone no 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 you need to have 80 bottles of water in your house no 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 you absolutely need to have the new house you need to go into the mortgage market you need 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 you need new clothes and i'm just as guilty of that one because i just freaking love new clothes it's terrible the amount of times I've just shut my phone and walked away from it because I'm like, I don't actually need anything else. I'm trying to go for things that I'm actually missing that I'm like, shit, that's something that is like, need that need, 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 as opposed to a want, want, want. I'm yeah. They've reprogrammed up. our need system. Mm-hmm. As Kaylee just put in the chat as a whole, we're a pretty gullible people. This is how we were first enslaved by those big red golden aliens. This is how it first happened with the red haired giants. We saw them and we said, ooh, sparkly, shiny. You're bigger than us and you seem better than us and you seem to have all the answers, must bow down. Humans are always looking for something better than ourselves. And they want to what? defer power. If they don't have to make the choice in the decision and they can defer power and feel like the consequences of giving that power away are less than the benefit of giving it away, then they are completely fine sitting back and letting somebody else take control. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know how many people come into a gift focus session with me? And their fear is not that they can't connect to spirit. It's that they can. And how is them harnessing their power going to change their lives? Oh, yeah, I can believe that. Huge fear from a lot of people. And they're always like, but I don't know what this is going to do. I don't know how this is going to change things. I'm going to lose people from this. I'm going to lose my way of life. I'm going to change. And they're terrified of owning their own power. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, but the view is fucking amazing up here. On this, on this cliffside that I stand on, where I walked that bitch by myself, like every single step was burning my knees and my glutes are on fire and my thighs are cramping. But the view from up here, standing on the pedestal of my personal power is amazing. It's yep. back to the stuff about changes and um, fear of the unknown, where like everything they've already been through and constantly deal with, um, that's known. Whereas if they harness that power, if they start doing these changes and stuff, then what? I'm a victim of that just recently. So, I mean, it's terrifying, yeah. but at, on the other side of it, you get to turn around and be like, wow, I did that. Mm-hmm. Like Sharon just said, the view is amazing, but look at what sacrifice was required to get there. And it's true. When you look back, there's some carnage back there on the path mm -hmm. that took us, but it's, it's worth every relationship I've ever lost. It's worth every argument I've ever said, I'm not going to be part of this anymore. And I'm not going to do this anymore. It has been worth all of that to see where I am now and the people I'm surrounded by now. Absolutely. I'm surrounded, the, the people I am surrounded by now, ju not just here with you guys and on TikTok and on Sweet Release Healing and on discord and youtube and all the fun places that sweet release healing is it's my community it's people who see me day in and day out we change i change and it all shifts so magnificently i have some of the best friends i've ever had in my entire life now at the age of 41 because somebody else spoke my ooh, that sparkly shiny language and she walks through the forest barefoot like uh, and i'm sitting here going that's fucking awesome she's, a, <laughs> she's like the boho wanderer and i freaking love her but i never would have been friends with her if i didn't walk that climb yep Oh, Kaylee, don't cry. So in the chat, it's the people who see me and shit, the tears are coming. We love you, Kaylee. I was wondering why you were muted for so long. We love you. Well, but it's those people that help us continue doing the scary things, though. It's those mm -hmm. are the people that kind of hold our glue together through mm -hmm. the hard shit. I've got two best friends right now, and they're the ones that have held me together. Mm -hmm. that's awesome it is yeah it makes the the valleys on your way to the, the peak of the mountain not so scary not so bad because mm -hmm. if they can't be in it with you you know that they're waiting for you up there so we just gotta yeah 
for Kaylee. Um, I've always been the odd duck. Like everybody looks at me like I am wackadoo, right? When I try and talk about the things that I want to talk about, and it's I am finally in a place mm -hmm. where I am understood, and nobody looks at me like that. And in fact, takes those ideas and they're like, wow, that's how does your fucking brain do that? So <laughs> I found the community to be a lot more helpful Excuse me. than just learning. It's been good for me as my, my soul. So I'm oh. fucking crying about it now. <laughs> you're so cute. Oh my God. You're so cute. Love you, Kaylee. Well, and then it brings me to what you were just talking about on the live about star seeds and um, anxiety and depression run rampant and all of that. Um, it's because a lot of us don't feel like we fit anywhere. We're, mm -hmm. we're like dropped in on this place where everybody is like, you talk to who? Like, <laughs> and it's like, why are you guys weird? I'm not weird. <laughs> I'm not it's the fucking weird round one. peg in a square hole and you know, yeah. the spaces in the corner. I fit, but like, what is, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I would love to continue this conversation, but we have definitely gotten to the end of our hour and I need to pee. I need a potty break. But... You can catch us after this uploaded on after dark as we drop all the rest of our filters and move off to another discussion. Thank you so much for being part of the sweet release healing Roundtable. Everyone listening, Kaylee, Carlene, Jenny, you're amazing for being here and contributing to the conversation, Morgan and Sharon for keeping us on point and functioning mm -hmm. properly from behind the scenes. Ladies, I have the utmost appreciation for both of you. Like you don't even know. Everyone have a beautiful evening. TikTok, we love you so much. And with this, we'll see you next week for the next round table and after this for After Dark.